Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. A new exclusive News Talk poll carried out by Amoruk about whether gender identity should be taught in our schools actually shows a split right down the middle from participants. 42% say should it shouldn't be taught in school and 40% of you say it should. We should teach gender identity in the classroom. Lynn is with us on the line. Lynn, your daughter is transgender. You're in favour of teaching gender identity in the classroom. Uh, hi, Andrea. I am indeed. Um, and it's not just about my daughter. It's actually about her peers. It's about it's about language, quite honestly, and about learning acceptance. Um, we do it across all many other areas. We do it around race and religions and so forth. This is just another aspect of our children that should, in fact, be talked about openly. What was her experience in schooling? To be honest, that's her story. And I, I'm, I'm not going to get into her story because she's an adult now. But okay. Prior to, prior to this conversation, I um, spoke with a pal of mine um, who's a, a young trans man, and he said uh, he's happy for me to share part of his story. He knew from the age of three that there was something different about him. He didn't know what it was. He didn't have the language. He didn't have any resources. And he ended up going to... Um, an old girls boarding school um, uh, and I know it was very difficult for him and it's interesting actually one of the things that he said to me when, I, when we were chatting there was he, he was away with his niece recently she's six and she said to him didn't you used to be a girl and he said yes I did and she had a couple of follow up questions and then she went Grant moved on because he is who he is and yeah. moved on Kids, kids are incredibly accepting. They don't, they're not born racist or, or, or um, anti-gay. They're, they're born as sponges. And, and if we don't give them language to help and understand other people, it's damaging. So when we see 42% of people who say it shouldn't be taught in school, like in 2023 yeah. as a parent of a trans trans woman. How does that sit with you? Does it concern you? It, yeah, it really does. Um, and, and I know when, and I can speak in the abstract about, about my own daughter, when she came out, nobody batted an eyelid. Some parents did, but none of her peers, none of her cousins, none of our neighbours on the road and their younger kids they just saw this person as, as who she was. Um, I think there's a fear. Um, I, I, again, I've been kind of just in the last 10 minutes looking at various things. And there's, there is a fear that is supported by, for example, the Catholic Primary Schools Management Association, that discussing gender diversity would add to psychological contagion amongst children. That does not happen. Education doesn't encourage children to change their gender. If, like, if a person's identity could be externally influenced, they wouldn't have trans people. It's, it's, a, it's a really tough journey. 
um, and actually just accepting people's differences, mm-hmm. like their, you know, different color eyes and, you know, different length arms. It's just the person who they are. It's and, not, and it, it, sorry? It's not, a, it's not a decision that's made swiftly or lightly. Never. Absolutely not. And people's journeys are very, very different. There isn't a prototype trans person. Um, people, people decide on their own course of treatment or not on changing their name or not on growing their hair or not. It is their journey in, in much the same way as we all have our own journeys. Theirs is just more complicated and, and not helped by some of the anti-trans tropes that are going around. I mean, people, trans people aren't safe in this country. And that's a real, that's, that, that terrifies me as a parent and as a friend of, of many, many trans people. And the part of the reason they're not safe is because people aren't educated about what a trans person is. It's just another, I've always said it, it's just another and a deeper aspect of their personality. And for that so reason, the whole person. you think it should, gender identity should be taught in school? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been, it's been as long as there's been people, there's been trans people. Lynn, stay with me. I I want to bring in a couple of other um, people that are getting in touch about this, if you don't mind. It's 1800 453 106. Stephen is on the line. Stephen, you too are in the 40%. You think gender identity should be taught in school? Well, absolutely. I mean, education is a brilliant thing. And, you know, teaching people about art and history and things like that is kind of grand for the masses. But for the few that are actually generally interested in it and want to pursue it, it's their gateway into it. So teaching about biological sex, gender identity, sexual orientations, it is that touching stone that offers the people to whom it actually affects a way of understanding themselves and interpreting the world and for their friends to understand them in the broader sense. You know, so it's not, it's not, an, it's not an infectious disease. It's not contagious. It's not, you know, brainwashing and transing of people and gaying of kids and things of like that. It's nothing of that. It is just purely being able to say to the few people in the room that it might actually affect that. These are some terms that might explain what you're going through. These are some of the people that you can talk to. And if your friends are having problems with this, this is this might explain some of it for them mm. without the person themselves having to be the font of all trans knowledge or the font of all gay knowledge or bi knowledge, you know, because don't get me wrong, we answer these questions all the time, and I answer them all the time whenever I do workshops in schools. Uh, but it gets exhausting when you have to answer the same questions day in, day out, you know, from people that just either can't get it or don't want to get it. And then you have to defend yourself on top of that. You teach in schools, do you, Stephen? I volunteer with a group called Shoutout uh, for the last seven years or so, and okay. I do school workshops primarily right. with transition years. Um, but we've worked with first years all the way up to six years and we go in, we teach LGBTQIAP+, we tell them what it is and then we do a moving debate. So one of the questions that we ask is, do you feel like your school is a safe and supportive place to come out? And that generally usually splits the class about 60-40 or 50-50 one way or the other. And then we ask both sides of the argument to talk to each other. And for the, you know, the cisgendered heterosexual students in the classroom, the majority of the times they'll say, well, I don't see it. It mustn't be an issue. 
And that's nice. That's lovely. It's a privileged place to be in. But the queer students in the class know it and feel it. Mm. You know? It's as much about educating the class. Exactly. Because it's, it, it, you know, it's no more so than learning just, you know, the differences between how your body works compared to another boy or another girl. You know, it's about just understanding that everyone is different. And these are just some of the ways that people are different. And it's not a big deal and it's not dangerous. And if people are under, are confused about it, they can just ask more questions about it. Okay. Uh, Linda's with us as well, Stephen. Linda, you're a primary school teacher. You don't think gender identity should be taught in the classroom? Um, no, I don't think it's, it's necessary to teach gender identity in the classroom to um, secondary or primary schools. Um, just to give an example there of one of the learning outcomes, which is learning outcome 1.4, is a person's felt internal and individual experience of gender, which may or may not correspond with the sex registered at birth. Like, this is teaching gender identity as a fact, not an ideology. It's a belief system and it's false. And it's planting ideas in children's minds when they're at a very vulnerable age. I mean, I asked the question as why is this being brought into a sector schools to junior cycle first twelve year olds? Well that know? is that's what's happening, isn't it? It's, I mean yes, it's I going to be taught in the twelve to fifteen yeah, year old junior search. But at at that age, you know, they're they're, they're at their most impressionable age. Um, just just to say to you that we we um, uh, put out flyer flyers around the country about two hundred thousand flyers out around the country. Um, I'm co-founder of the Irish Education Alliance, and I work with the Natural Women's Council and Lawyers for Justice and uh, Parents' Rights Alliance. And um, on that um, on that flyer, um, uh, we have stated five reasons why this shouldn't be included. And one, number one is it, it confuses children with its obsessive focus on gender identity, which is thought as a fact. Gender identity is not a biological ex- fact. But trans people exist, And it's Linda. not possible to change your sex. And it's, it's planting ideas in children's minds when they are um, at their most impressionable. It's, it's absolutely So you fine. think I it's just sort of promoting, basically? Well, I agree that children should be thought to be compassionate towards everybody and to have an understanding about people who, who wish to transition or who, are go th- who go through gender dysphoria. But to plant in a child's mind that they may possibly be born in the wrong body is wrong. I mean, in, already in fifth and sixth class, they're teaching a gender identity as male, female, neither or both. And like children only getting to, to, to grasp with, with whether they're boys or girls without, you know, confusing them about about this. Um, I just feel it's absolutely unnecessary. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't, Stephen, I don't think it's about certainly planting ideas in people's minds. I mean, I would imagine it'll be taught in an age appropriate way. Um, well, yes. you know, it it, it 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 depends how it is taught, you know, and you know that that that's open to the teacher. Who, well, who's well, teaching well that. hang on, Stephen. I mean, I'm, I'm, can I just bring I'm, Stephen I'm, in on that? Can I just say something? I'm speaking as well on behalf of an SDAG sanctuary school teacher, right? And the NCA has made an, an information leaflet available to teachers to help them deliver and affirm these learning outcomes. That means that a teacher can affirm or tell a student who may feel uncomfortable in their gender that they can choose another one. This is extremely dangerous and may send them on the road down, like with puberty blockers, um, down further down the road to cross-sex hormones, and this can lead to infertility. And there's no mention in the curriculum about those who wish to de-transition, um, which is a huge amount of those who transition wish to go back. Okay. They are 
they're infertile, their health is damaged, they're psychologically damaged and they cannot go back. And there's a huge suicide rate among detransitioners. But there's no mention in the curriculum about this. It is promoting... Do you, do you think it's promoting gender identity, Stephen? It's promoting an understanding of gender identity. And let's just kind of nail a few colours to the mast and some, bring some actual second truth out of what we're actually talking about. Biological sex and gender identity are completely different things. And then how we express our gender, gender identity is separate as well. You're not wrong in it, that you can't change your biological sex. You can't alter chromosomes. You can certainly alter how your body works with them, though. You can, with hormone therapies and things like that, you can change how your body works and how it actually functions and, you know, continues being a, an actual human body. And it, that does change a lot of the secondary and primary sex characteristics of the body. Now, that's all aside. Going back to teaching in school, Gender identity is a fact. It has been a fact for, you know, a few hundred years that gender is, is a separate thing. And we, you know, we, we use terms like masculine, feminine, man, woman, boy and girl to talk about psychological and sociocultural traits such as, uh, and they're all gender and biological sex is everything that you're born with. As somebody who's taught this for seven years, I know for a fact that I don't try and conflate it. I do actually speak about people who detransition because it's only about one and a half percent of the population that are trans in terms of the world. And there's only about one percent of those that detransition, you know, uh, or retransition, whichever word you want to use for it. You know, this is just about actually helping somebody make sense of the world the same way as all other education is. And there's, it's not a contested thing. Every major health organization and psychological organization in the world affirms the fact that gender identity is more than just male and female and it can be changed and that affirming a person's gender identity is better for their health. Linda, is it not a case though that when we look at the, the age um, you know, profile of the kids in the classroom and we're talking about what, 12 to 15, so that's the, the very early, the first three years of secondary school level. Is it not a case that we should educate children about the real world? And trans people exist. So should we not talk yeah, that, to them? That, that, that's absolutely fine to discuss that trans people exist. But to confuse children about their gender and to teach gender identity are facts is a whole different matter. If you get a, ch- uh, a boy, for example, who may be um, a bit effeminate or a girl who may be a tomboy, they may be confused as to their gender. They may think that they're possibly born into the wrong sex when they may be just gay, you know. So well, it, is an, it, is actually, it, it is actually not supporting gay the, the gay community, they are against this as well. Um, and it's, it's unnecessary to, 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 to teach this as a fact. It can be discussed in the class. Like but you just don't accept you, but, the, the, yeah. the legitimacy, is it, of trans people? You, don't, you just don't accept no, that? I, no, I didn't say the, the legitimacy. I didn't say that, that, that trans people don't exist. I'm just saying that it's not necessary to confuse children and teach this as fact. Is that school. is that what's um, happening, Lynn? Like, is it is yeah. like, Lynn? You're still with us, and you're a parent, am, and yeah, you've, like you've gone through this. I mean, is it is it is that is that the like is it is it confusing for children? No, absolutely not. In fact, my experience is that children understand it much faster and much more clearly than their parents. And um, children accept that people are different. Children accept that somebody, I, I use the analogy of, you know, right-handed, left-handed. 
my daughter had to write with the wrong hand until she discovered that she's actually left-handed. That's what it's like for somebody, in my understanding of being trans. It absolutely, Linda is suggesting that it's like changing your jumper. That you can just say, oh, today I'm trans and I'm going to go on puberty blockers and I'm going to be a boy and I'm going to do this, that and the other. It is, it is ludicrous. As I said earlier on, this is a journey. And like that's legally, that's nobody under the age of 18 can, can be seen by the National Gender Service. You can't just buy puberty blockers at your local pharmacy. Mm. You have to go through, you have to be, and I hate the word diagnosed because it does pathologize um, gender dysphoria, but until you are acknowledged to to have gender dysphoria, you won't even get hormone treatment. Linda, you... you, And that's when you're an adult. You said something there, Linda, I didn't quite catch it. Um, I'm not, I, I want children to learn compassion and um, I've nothing against uh, children understanding uh, what uh, being trans is about but this um, um, education is um, affirming uh, can affirm a child who may be confused about their sex like uh, like I said earlier about maybe a, bo- uh, a boy who's effeminate and may confuse them and may send them down this road of taking puberty blockers when they may be just gay or they may be just a bit confused a, a couple of years might pass and um, uh, they may just go back to the, the, the feelings they had. And um, this is, it's, it, like, the children who suffer with gender dysphoria need help outside of the school, not teachers who aren't qualified to affirm how they're feeling and to, um, you know, it is extremely, extremely you, dangerous. Will you, are you, are you, I said you're, you're, you're a primary school teacher and I know in the context of the survey yeah. today, we're just talking about this in general, the News Talk survey about whether it's primary or secondary school. And maybe that is a question. I mean, at what point should we teach gender identity? But do you think it should be just, it, it shouldn't even be in the school at all, Linda? You don't think it should be in the um, curriculum? Again, again I, I think it should be taught, like, like I said, you know, um, children are, are already you know, we believe them to be kind and compassionate. And like we talk about different races, people with disabilities, people, all of that, we, we teach them to be compassionate and kind towards everybody. Uh, but they do not need to be taught gender identity is a fact. Like you are either born male or female. There's nothing in between. You cannot change your sex. It is not physically possible. It's not biologically possible. And it's planting an idea in a child's mind that, for example, they're, like, if, you're, if you're, um, identify as the sex that you're actually born with, in the book um, uh, uh, published by EDCO, it um, defines us uh, as being cisgender. So it's like, you know... If but I, I don't think cisgender you know, is, is part of the curriculum, Stephen, is it? I don't think that's even been... Is it in the curriculum? It's in the Echo book, and it just says well. But, uh, that, but hang on, um, for normal, the new junior, for the new junior cycle that we're talking about, the twelve to fifteen year olds, it's not Stephen in that, is it? I don't know to be honest. But my question to Linda, at least, would be: How do you expect kids to understand it if you're not going to tell them what it is and what it means for the person that is trans? Do you want to answer that, Linda? No problem. Yes. Like, tell them what it's all about, but not, again, teaching gender identity as a fact. It is not a fact. It is a fact fact for every kid in the classroom. Um, And uh, it it is a belief system. 
It is a theory. You just don't it's for every kid in the classroom that conducts themselves as the boy or the girl that they feel that they are. Sorry, say, say that again? It is a fact for every kid in the classroom that conducts themselves and presents themselves as the boy or the girl that they feel that they are. Because it's conforming to social norms and expectations that boys would have short hair, girls would have long hair, girls wear skirts, boys wear trousers, whatever other range you want to do. They are expected to conform. No, they are expected to conform and represent themselves and present themselves to the world in a way that they identify themselves. Can I? Uh, Lynn, Lynn is still with us. Um, Lynn, you've been yep. listening, you know, to Linda and, and Stephen on this. Um, there's a lot of other people who want to join us. I am going to take a short break, but. What do you say to parents out there today listening to us who don't, you know, who are in the 20 odd percent or so of people who don't know how they feel about this? What, what do you say to them? Well, it's not about how the parent feels. It's about how your child feels and supporting your child in whatever journey they choose to follow. I love my daughter. I now see the multidimensional aspect of her that I didn't see before she became who she is. And I, it's, it, as I said earlier on, nobody chooses, nobody goes, oh, I'm going to be trans. Yay. It's, it's not, you know, it's really difficult. It's mm. a difficult journey. Every single day, they have to come out. You don't just wonder, you know, it took, you know, Alice is still coming out when she goes, sorry, I, didn't mean to say her name. When, when my daughter is still coming out when she goes places. My pal, who I was speaking to earlier on, yeah. is still coming out when he goes places. Because you're never able... To, people question you all the time. And it's just a really difficult journey. And I just, as parents, as educators, as, as just decent human beings... Let people live the lives they are. They're not, ca- they're not causing us any difficulties. They're, they're not challenging who we are. They're trying to be their true selves. That's all they're trying to do. And anything that we can do as a community, as a society, and as educators to support that is what we actually should be doing. Mm. When the when, at what point should gender identity be taught in school? Whether it's at primary or secondary school level, uh, we're going to continue talking about this. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the exclusive News Talk poll carried out by Amoruk about whether gender identity should be taught in schools. And there's a split down the middle, really, in the findings. 42% say no, shouldn't. And uh, 40% of you say it should. Gender identity should be taught in the classroom. Tanya is with us on the line. Tanya, you agree we should teach gender identity in school? Uh, yes, I agree. Um, and I asked my nine-year-old uh, daughter what she think. And she said, Yes, of course, I don't see nothing wrong with it. So, so it's just like normal for her. And so in, is, is, it, is there a certain time, like at what age do you think children should is learn it, about? Like, it's, there's no age. Like, they, for them it's normal. So there's, like, I went to the Kelly Library a few weeks ago and they did read a um, story book. And it was, like, normal. There was nothing... It was normal for her to read the book. It's like you, you use a proper word and you use normal, like prince and, prince and princess. And, you know, it, there's, 
it go it goes slowly and you just they just know. You just like there's nothing wrong for for them. It's just normal. So you just like like the previous uh, talker was saying like for them it's just one question and okay move on talk mm. about the ice cream. You just asked your your daughter about this. Yeah. While listening to the conversation today, is that right? Yeah, it's just uh, like she, we talk about it before, and we've been to Pride Walks, and it's just like for something normal for her yeah. to just to see these people who are gay, lesbian, transgender, anything LGBT doesn't matter for her. It's just normal people who just try to be happy. And if you know by from home, and if you know from school, and you just see every day, like when someone come up in your class, they know it's normal. They don't feel like outcast. They don't feel weird. And if we can try to get them mentally more stable and mentally better, it's easier. So, so she, she, like my daughter is not becoming becoming LGBT just because I talked to about it. It's just like, yeah. but if someone in her class or self come out, she will say, yeah, fine, end. What What's the story? Yeah. Give me a bio, please, and move on. Jimmy is with us as well, Tanya. Jimmy, you agree? We should teach gender identity in schools. Well, I think they should be because, um, as I say, I had a daughter myself and who went to, I went through a whole heap of depression, not knowing whether it was coming or going, didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know as parents, didn't know what was wrong. Um, he eventually went off to Waterford to start, start through college and all that. And you could see him, he just wasn't happy. He was going to the doctor, he was on depression tablets and all this. And then actually, actually went over to Finland and, and it, he was there for a few years and he came home uh, about two years ago and he said to me, Daddy, I don't feel right. I don't, I don't feel I should be a girl. And I was chatting to him and the whole lot. And then he came back about six months after and he was telling me he had to go and have an operation of his breast off. And I was shocked, obviously, as a parent. There's no point in saying I wasn't. Mm. And... Uh, it took me a while to get my head around it, to be honest with you. Um, he went and had the operation, the whole lot, and he was an artist over there. And since he has has uh, done all this and came out and he's excelled, he's after winning more things for his art and yeah. more competitions. He's actually gone to America there for three months, uh, showing all his art. He's, he's ten times happier in himself. Now, don't get me wrong, I still miss... The daughter that grew up me, I still grieve for her, but I, I still have to respect his life and the way it is, and that's the way he's happy. He's only one life, and that's just it. He has to move on with it. You know, and he just seems to be a, a completely different person. Yeah. Uh, seems to be an awful lot happier in himself, and he's only gone back there a couple of weeks, and I just, I've never so, been so proud of him. Because he's came, he's actually. It took courage to do that. I have to say, mm. uh, I did. Um, one time he came home and he was looking for my clothes, and I hadn't a clue why he was looking for my clothes. Or for, I still didn't. The penny didn't drop me. But to see him today and to see how good and how far he's come, and, and how much his life has changed, and how happier he is in himself, and he doesn't. He's not in depression tablets. He's not in anything at all. He's just. He's just a completely different uh, same person but a completely happier person yeah, just happy more content yeah, happy oh, yeah. yeah 
And as for uh, be taught in schools, I mean, kids are kids. Kids will accept you know, no matter what you are in schools. And it's, I think I think myself and that's myself included of all way of thinking. I think uh, the new the younger generation now will be a lot more acceptable to transgender than than our generation would have been. How so. would it have helped, Jimmy? your son over the years had there have been you know discussions in the classroom and we can debate whether it happens at primary or secondary school level but if that was discussed in the classroom in um in your in your in your son's you know primary or secondary school yeah. how, how would that have helped do you think him well i don't think he would have went through as much of the depression as he did he would have been able to sort out his mind um, I think myself, and yeah, and he probably would have been able to talk to his parents a lot better as well. Um, with the information he probably would have been getting, you know. And you don't have um, you, you you were probably listening to you know. So we were chatting to other people who got in touch with us a little earlier, and people have you know people have different um, things they're concerned about in terms of teaching gender identity in school, you know. You, you you don't see concerns with the well, I, I think uh, it's just the adult generation it has more concerns. I know there is people out there saying that um, if you keep talking within primary school and all that, you're going to change kids and all that. Kids are kids and what they are, what they grow up to be is what they grow up to be, I think myself. Mm. I am I by discussing in the classroom is not shouldn't in my mind any changed their way of thinking. Well, I would have thought, if for no other reason, like, by not teaching it, and I'm trying to think of your your son all those years ago, I mean, I don't know, don't know what age he is, but I'm trying to think, you know, by not talking about it, are you not alienating children? Um, I think, look, I think if they had talked about it there and then, I think it would have made his um, journey a lot easier. That's my opinion, mm. and you know, I, 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 I don't know. I tell the truth. I just, uh, I think um, it would have made it a bit easier for him anyway. I think, and that's my opinion. Right, I'm I sure think there is people out there that uh, disagree. And I, I guess probably so much, Jimmy, for for you too. I mean, you know, you you, you talked about your shock, and even to for you to deal with it. I'm, I'm sure had it been something that was chatted about or discussed in the classroom, would have, would yeah, have helped everybody. Oh, of course it would have. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've been for walks now, as I say, he's only home there a couple of weeks, we've been for walks, we chatted about it and things like that and uh, you can see by him, he's more at ease with himself and, you know, he's, he's, um, he's always clever but uh, you can see that the stress has gone away. His his thinking has become a lot freer, if you know what I mean. If that makes sense. Mm. Just happier, as you said. Happier, yeah, oh, yeah. Happier, oh. and yeah. and doing very well. And and yeah. like now I have to say, extremely well. Yeah, it's great to hear. Jimmy, thank you for sharing your story with us today on the programme. I, I appreciate you calling in. Um, 1800-453-106 is the number. I think Cathy is with us too. Is Cathy on the line? I am, yeah. How are you, Cathy? You, um, you, where, you agree as well we should teach gender identity in the classroom? Well, I think at this stage it probably should be mentioned, but it certainly shouldn't be taught as if it's, um, you know, if it's, it's, it's something that actually is a real thing. <clears throat> like, for example, being gay or 
you know, it's it, like it is a belief system. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, there's no such thing as a man that can turn into a woman. Oh, so um, you just totally denounce you, you, you don't accept the legitimacy of trans people. Well, I, I accept that there are people, and I accept that there are people that think that um, they have this inner essence that is the opposite sex, for example, or non-binary, for example, that it's neither male nor female. But it's just a, it's just like I suppose the closest thing you could think about it is it's probably disordered thinking. It's probably yes, yes, I do. Uh, and the other thing that has to be um, understood about this is that there's a massive social contagion factor, and um, it's all over the internet. For example, it's very trendy. Um, and there's all of these. So you think it's trendy? To, it's. I think it is trendy. I think that a lot of kids, when they're in secondary school, they come out as trans or non-binary, and um, they become extremely popular. But sure, we don't. We don't know, Kathy, how it feels. Well, I, 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 I mean, well, I, I don't. I, I did witness that because, as you know, um, my daughter thought she was trans for three years, and um, so, and like, she, she would have had a whole circle. Then they would all have been non-binary or trans. Um, or whatever, one of the, other, there's a whole range of different identities and they'd kind of hang around and they'd get like a lot of kudos um, and a lot of special attention. Um, and then, you know, all the hairstyles and the, the whole culture that goes along with this. Um, so once it often... Well, she found, it, like your daughter found friends well, going through well, the same... You could call them friends, but you could call them, it is a friends, it is friends, but it's, it's more like, it's more like a cult or a family. <laughs> Um, so, for example, um, so for example, um, so, so so give me the background. See, so your 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 daughter um, yeah. transitioned. Is that right? A number of years ago. Well, I wouldn't say when when you say transitioned, even saying transitioned, transitioned is if what is transition? No one can change from a boy into a girl. Um, so obviously she was obviously she thought she was a boy. All, along with all her friends, they all thought the same thing. Who, by the way, have all, nearly all desisted. They've all gone back to, to, to being girls again. Um, so this idea that, that people don't desist or detransition or it's tiny numbers, that actually isn't true at all. The fact is that... So your daughter did? Yes. And when your daughter came... When your daughter, Cathy, when your daughter came to you to tell you this, I mean, I don't know, yeah. how, I don't know when it was or how many years ago, but yeah. what was your reaction? Well, at that stage, she had been going downhill for about two years. Um, and all of during all of that stage, she had been wondering, was she trans, etc., etc., on the internet, of course, you know, they have all these um, um, influencers on the internet and, you know, influencers like in TikTok, WhatsApp, not WhatsApp, sorry, TikTok and, and YouTube and also all of these um, uh, chat, chat sites like Discord and Reddit. And I know Tumblr is very popular as well. And uh, they, they're on there chatting with kids their age and they're all filling each other's heads with nonsense, you know. Um, but the influencers are particularly bad. Well, so was your daughter happier? No, absolutely not. She was in a terrible state. If, if, if you actually look at the medical facts, so you could look at the Tavistock for clinic in England where Irish children have been sent for the last like 10 years and you know now it's been shut down because it's, it's okay. been shown to be unsafe. But, do you... but if, if you look at the stats, sorry, I'll just tell you quickly. If you look at the, the statistics of the children that presented the Tavistock, first of all, there's an absolute explosion in numbers in the last 10 years. The second thing is the whole um, thing has switched. It, like like 10 years ago, it used to be all boys that thought they were girls. And now it's nearly all girls that think they're boys, which is, again, girls are often caught up in social, social contagion and hysteria. The other thing about that, the other thing about that population of girls in particular is nearly half of them are autistic. On, on the what? Yes, <laughs> they are. These are facts. Look up the internet. What facts? From where on the internet have you, have you, have you pulled out these facts? 
the Tavistock Clinic. Stephen, and at, uh, Stephen are, you still, at, are you still with us, Stephen? Are you still there? I don't know if we've still got Stephen, have we? Yeah, Stephen's still no, there. No, I am, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. So, social media, Cathy thinks, is a huge <clears throat> part to blame of, in all of this. If by having a, a large part in it in that there there are more trans and non-binary content creators and more queer content creators in general, then yes. But as uh, Lil would have said, they're not like hypnotizing them through the computer screen or their phone screen going trans, gay, gay, non-binary, trans, trans. You know, that's not how it works. We can't externally influence people. And people will question themselves and will, you know, want to explore different elements of sexuality, gender, their appearance, whatever. You know, I spent 10 years of my life with hair past my shoulder blades, you know, and that was just me kind of going, well, I've had short hair for the first 18 years of my life. I'll change it, you know. And I have a very good friend of mine whose son um, was thinking that they were non-binary for a while, has now, like that, settled into an understanding that he's a boy and, you know, is predominantly interested in girls, but is, is bisexual as well. But kids do that. And the teachers in schools are not kind of going, well, Jane, now that you're Jane, uh, go down to Lachlanstown, talk to this doctor and this doctor and this doctor, and we'll send you to Tavistock and off you go. Because A, that's what teachers cannot do. B, they can't go to Lachlanstown. And C, Tavistock, as your other caller did say, is closed to new admissions. They're still treating all of the Mm -hmm. patients that they had already, you know. Uh, Anthony, do you know what? I'm going to take a short break. 1800-453-106 is the number. We're talking about the new re- uh, News Talk research that we've carried out. Should gender identity, when should it be taught in school? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're chatting about whether gender identity should be taught in schools. It's a research carried out by News Talk along with um, Amorok. It's fairly split down the middle. 42% say no, it shouldn't. 40% say it should. What I thought was interesting, though, actually, from the stats today, um, the highest proportion of people who said, yes, we should teach gender identity in school were in the 35 to 44-year-old age group. So to my mind, they're probably the parents of primary school children. Um they were the highest category to say, yes, we should teach gender identity in schools. The l- largest group of people who said, no, we shouldn't, was the 45 to 54-year-old age group. So I'm thinking that's probably parents of children in secondary school at the teenage age group. They were the highest proportion who said, no, we shouldn't. Jason is on the line. Jason, should we teach, or sir, at, w- at what point should we teach gender identity in schools? Um... It's a difficult question because it's it's too it's a too important question I think for a lot of children and people out there. Uh, I think this school would be clumsy. I think it's not the right uh, venue for teaching children who are mixed up, who are more concerned about the way they look, who are concerned about the, what they wear, concerned about you know what other people are thinking of them. I think it's the wrong place to do it. I think well, a lot of children right are in, in an environment where there's absolute professionals who do that and that only and accompanied by parents, responsible adults of the children involved. There's no way I want any person having a conversation with my children, my two boys, along the lines of, you know, you're a boy, but you could be a girl. Now, I'm not saying that is the conversation, but ultimately that's the message that's coming across. 
There's no way I'd want anybody outside of my control doing that with my children. Not a chance in hell. Not a chance. So, so with the, other, the other issue is, the, the other big issue, and I'll end with that, is that I have, is there is an autistic lady in the United States who had a, her breasts removed at the age of 15, I think it was, um, because she grew up thinking she was a tomboy and because she was pushed along that way in school, etc. And she said, hey, why not? That's probably what's wrong with me, and that's probably what I need. At 19, she got a diagnosis of autism. And that was what the issue was with her life. She was autistic. She, wasn't, she went along with what the group was going with at the time. She went along with what her friends were doing. She went, as a previous lady mentioned, sometimes it can get more I'm not of a, sure of the a connection between autism and... But any, anyway, aside from that, though... It's a matter of... When you think you're different and you don't have the right answers, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so can I can I bring you back to the the junior search uh, cycle, the curriculum that is going to be taught in schools, and that's I think it's the twelve to fifteen, isn't it? It's the very early, the first, second, and third year of the junior search um, secondary school. Do you like it, you don't think that's the right place? Then you think it should be outside um, experts or whatever guest speakers nearly brought in rather than. The class. I think the teachers. I think the teachers have made, and, I, and this isn't a teacher bashing exercise, but I don't think we've done very well at sex education in this country. Yeah, I don't think we. No, I'm I think 50, everyone accepts that. That's why we're changing it. So, so, so but that, but that's, that, but that's surely that's the issue in the sense. Well, we're not. We we can't find competent people today to talk about birds and the bees. What are we talk, why are we going to get competent people to talk about something like transgenderism, which is such a complicated issue and is such an important life-changing issue for children? Now, okay. I'm not saying G- that it's, it's a taboo subject. I'm saying it has to be dealt with with professionals G- G- versus, versus in the classroom environment. Okay. G- Gabriel is with us as well, Jason. Um, you think that we should teach gender identity in schools? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't... I think the interpretation of the word teach is, is sort of out there a bit because people are sort of choosing to um, you know to see that as, as, as teaching people how to but it's not it's really it's just information But sure is and, it not like the way we talk about any other subject? Well exactly and I don't see I mean I have never come across anybody who has been troubled by an excess of information about what's going on in life around them Whereas I have come across people who have been troubled or distressed by a lack of information. And, I mean, looking back on issues like, I suppose, you know, women's health and reproductive health and, uh, you know, um, being gay or not or whatever, even somebody else referred to earlier on, being left-handed, etc. Things like that were not... You know, there was a there was a prescribed way to follow that over the years, mm. follow each of those issues, and it's only and people suffered because of that. Um, but si- si- since we've been more open about all of these issues, I- I've yet to meet anyone who's suffered by knowing that that's, that these things exist. And uh, yes, I, in, I have met people who ha- have been whose lives have been you know, tortured by by other things that they didn't know about. Well, I um, thought it was really interesting. I, I don't know if you heard um, uh, Jimmy that was with us a little earlier, you know, when he was talking about his own uh, um, transgender son and, you know, his experience in school and in college. And even Jimmy spoke quite openly himself about um, the initial, you know, I suppose, shock and 
accepting and, and now how happy his son is and he is. Like Absolutely. So we talk to kids about the real world all the time and school is supposed to be about an education, giving them the information and the facts and they can do with that then what they want or, you know, and they form their own belief system about everything in the world. But well, precisely, I mean, there's, you know, somebody mentioned earlier on compassion. I mean, it was the teacher there um, and it was answered. I mean, how can somebody have compassion for something that they, they know nothing about? So, I mean, we have to have some sort of information that, that something exists out there to be compassionate about. And, you know, it may well be just, and it is, a small percentage of the population, but they deserve um, everybody else's understanding. And um, I just thought that the, you know, the, 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 the teacher's points in particular were quite sort of, um, I suppose, you know, red top uh, headline type thing. I mean, referring to, for example, high rate of suicides in... Um, in people who regender or disgender mm. or whatever, and I mean, again, that was you know your next caller or your next the, the person you were on to at the same time just to refer to that uh, with figures as one percent of the one point five percent who might be trans. So I mean, uh, you know, wh- why put that up in in flashing neon lights when? You know, a sad. Well, you could argue that's the purpose. And, and that's the purpose of information, <laughs> Gabriel. More than anything, you could nearly you could make the case certainly for that. Listen, uh, Gabriel, Jason, thank you for getting in touch with us. We could continue to talk to people about this all day. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the email address. I do want to say, look, if you want to have your own opinion heard, or you want to take part in the news talk, the Amorok poll, you can visit slash nt Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.